Welcome to the Captain Bagrag podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but someone's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asian-ish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with Liam Frapp and yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan. Chinatown to Liam, are you there? I'm, I'm here, yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? This is our first episode after coming out of surgery with a new audio facelift. Wait, so wait. the wonderful team from Bright, which is part of Lend-Lease, is lending us some help. I think the surgery went well. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we went to a reputable uh, facelift place and not one of the dodgy ones that just does like one eye at a time. Uh, <laughs> we got the whole thing done. We got it all done at once. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, you can't go wrong with Korean plastic surgery. I'm just assuming Bride is Korean plastic <laughs> surgery. We've got unexpected Asia. Well, in Liam's case, expected Asia. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're, we're also introducing another segment, Sup Sydney. I believe, uh, Madam Chen, you're covering the, the hottest couple in town. <laughs> totally, but I won't let I won't let you know who they are yet. <laughs> We're also going to go deep in um, Ponder Ponders. Uh, if there was such a thing as a super awesome genie, what would you wish for? Uh, and then we have uh, three secret Asians, uh, Asian-ish, Asian-ish people lined up. I think that's that's a that's a word, right? Yeah, absolutely. Anything with ish is a word. Yeah. Okay. Cool. One. One we'll, very. We'll think of the word. We'll think of the word British. That's a word. That's not that. That's not. That's not at all. No. Why can't you be Asian-ish? No, if you can that's be British. No, that's not. There's so many things wrong with that. That's just. <laughs> Look from where I see it, British-ish is a word, and Asian-ish is also a word. I'm gonna. I, I don't have the facts to to back myself up here, but that's that's just wrong. That's just. <laughs> My new startup. I'm coming up with new words. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. So, but more of that later. Liam, what have you got for us this week for Unexpected Asia? Expected Asia. <laughs> Why is it Expected Asia? Is it who I think it is? I mean, if you've, if you've heard these episodes before, then it's uh, you know who I'm going to talk about here. But um, my, my, my favorite person in the world. Kimmy. Kimmy, Kim Jong-un, Kimmy. I need to use his f- full name, thanks, um, is, is, is missing. Oh, really? Where well, is he now, he, huh? He's still in Korea, but uh, he went for heart surgery, I think I think a week or, or a week and a half ago um, now. Oh, no. Yeah, and um, I, I think he's, he's a pretty heavy smoker, and um, <laughs> I assume a pretty heavy drinker, knowing a little bit and about And probably it. heavy eater. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he does, does live it up a little. You know, with his resort towns that we've, we've previously covered. And, um, yeah, he's, he's gone for heart surgery and apparently has not returned, like, surfaced yet. Oh, that's that's intense. I mean, I can't imagine a world without Kimmy. Yeah, neither. I mean, Dennis, yeah. Neither I mean, Dennis, I. I mean, Dennis Rodman will probably miss him just a bit more than you, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who Dennis Rodman is. Oh, um, so Dennis Rodman has been in the news as the only American who's been allowed to go and visit Kimmy and spend oh, time with him. Really? I didn't yep. know. I didn't yep. know that. Okay. And he actually resembles you, but in the African American form. Who is? Is he an actor or a basketball player or something? He's a basketball player. Oh, that's why I don't know him. You should check him out. He right. he dresses like you, or you dress like him anyway. 
Yeah, I think he dresses like me. I think we should we should have gone with the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly can't avoid COVID nineteen. It's a global phenomenon. It's vernacular. It's as widespread as the common Wi Fi. Did you know? Did I know? Wi Fi was invented in Australia. Yeah, by the CSIRO, right? Yeah, that's right. But, and then it, yeah, yeah. But not made by us, really. Like um, we we sort of did the sciencey work, I think, and then I think it was in America, like Cisco, maybe. Maybe I could be wrong about that. We're the first company that uh, like actually made it into a product. Exactly. And now everyone knows Wi-Fi as Wi-Fi. Well, the Germans know it as Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. That's not real. What? Wi-Fi. What? We- yeah, what is call, Wi-Fi? They call it, uh, instead of they call it Wi-Fi because of pronunciation, they call it Wi-Fi. That's So weird. when I was in Germany, I was like, hey, do you know, what's the password for Wi-Fi here? And they looked at me funny. And then I pointed to the, in the word W-I-F-I. And then they went, oh, Wi-Fi. That's not, really? That's great. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all over Europe, really. Okay, cool. <laughs> Next time I'm there, I'm going to ask like Wi-Fi password. But anyway, you know, good on Australians for coming up with Wi-Fi. Mm. Hopefully, we'll be the first with a you know vaccine for COVID nineteen. So until then, if you're if you're running short of face masks, a startup in Asia called Smart Air did an experiment with thirty items like coffee filters, paper towel, bra pads, bed sheets. You know, the list goes on on how effective they are against corona particles. Cool. What, okay. what was the, what was the, what was, what one? All right. So the Corona's particles, um, so they're about 0.06 to 0.14 microns in size. And then in its saliva droplet form, it's about five to 10 microns. So they did two tests. Uh, everyone's obviously wearing the 3M 935 mask uh, or the surgical mask, which has about, you know, 99.9% safety measure against uh, coronavirus particles. Yep. So they, they did a test with coffee filters, <laughs> a hero brand, and it was actually 62% effective for a 0.3 micron. Is that the droplet or the, 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 the that's particle? Almost, that's almost a particle wow. size. Cool. I know. And then 98% for one micron, which is the size of Ebola. Wow. So if you're, filter. if you're worried about Ebola, just strap coffee filters to your face and then... Yeah. That's cool. right. Nice. If you're really worried, actually, you can even get a, a, a kitchen towel or a paper towel. You know the paper towel for drying your hands? Yeah. Yeah. So for Ebola, they are both 96% effective. Really? Mm. That's so cool. I know. So what they suggested against using for both Ebola and for uh, coronavirus is wool scarf, 100% cotton shirts, and bandanas. They don't work. Yeah, or denim jeans. I, I read something because a lot of Americans are using, like, they have American flag bandanas. I think it's something to do with their school. And apparently people are using those and just thinking they're the same as the mask. And it is very, very much not the same. Oh, the effectiveness is terrible. It's like under 20%. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I hear there's a mm. new power couple in town. That's right. Just Leah. from you saying that. That's right. They're bigger than Brajelina and Kim Ye. So they're known as Svenjik, separately at Sven and Magic. And they are Sydney's gay penguin elite. <laughs> gay penguin elite. That's not a <laughs> sentence that's ever been heard. <laughs> they're not regular pandas. They're elite. They're not pandas. <laughs> they're, not, they're not regular penguins. They are elite penguins. Yeah, I've seen the penguins there recently, actually. 
Stuff. Yeah, did you see Svenjik? Because, you know, they're really special. So Sven, Sven, Sven and Magic. Sven, that's right. Okay, and they're both men, I'm guessing? Yes, they're both men, and they have adopted a child or fostered a baby penguin cool. about uh, 18 months ago. Cool. I mean, I know, I, I've so... heard that before, like similar, like that penguins can adopt before, but I haven't mm. heard of gay penguins adopting. They're just like <laughs> breaking down all of those barriers. Yeah, they're definitely breaking down barriers. Cool. In aquariums around the world, they're letting penguins just roam free because they're very like social creatures and, and they get bored just sitting in their, in their little cage all the time. So Like we do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly the same as us, right? So they're letting the penguins just roam free in the aquariums to look at all the other fish. It's really cool. That's really cute. I think yeah. they're doing a lot with the other animals as well. So it's great to see uh, animals roaming around uh, instead of humans, right? Yeah. yeah. Free range. It's pretty cute. Now, with all this time to ponder, I thought I'd throw this at you, Frappy. <laughs> Let's say you bumped into a genie in a dark alleyway. What would you wish for? Uh, just for him not to kill me in a dark alleyway. <laughs> Why is it a dark, um, a dark alleyway? I don't know. Uh, no, I just thought I'd throw that in. Is this like, I mean, you have to set rules. I'm, an, I'm an engineer, and you have to have a rule. So what? What so rules? The, so, so, so the genie can't kill you, and you can't kill anyone else. Okay, so like Aladdin rules, basically. Absolutely. Like Dis- Disney's Aladdin. Like, oh, what are the rules? Like, no killing people, no bringing can't bring so- people that's right. back from the dead, and you can't make someone fall in love with you. Yes. I think, I is that a rule, the- or am I making I that think, up? I think, no, no, no. I think those are the three rules. Oh no, Aladdin. no. There's a, no no mission, wishing for more rules. At the moment, I've been cooking a lot because mm-hmm. of COVID nineteen, and I'd love to just have like a massive fridge and a massive freezer and they're just always stocked. Like I don't ever oh. have to go and a, and a pantry, I guess as well, while we're adding stuff, like roll it all into one, like a fully stocked kitchen. Like I don't have to go buy anything. It just magically appear. Yeah. That's fantastic. Whatever. And like really nice produce and like random stuff like, um, organic as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not too fussed about the organic <laughs> side, but like, I mean, I've like, I made chicken stock the other week and froze a bunch of it, but you know, when as like when as soon as I run out, it's going to be like oh, I don't really want to make it again. So I wish I could just be like, oh, there's chicken stock in the fridge. Awesome, done. That's pretty cool. My first wish would be a protection bubble, because I'm seeing genie in a dark alleyway. That's the first thing I'm going to wish for in case he, something bad's going to happen to me, like out of the Batman movie. You know, when Bruce Wayne's parents was killed in the alleyway. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's in like the first one minute of the video, of the movie. So. Exactly. I, actually, I don't think I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure that's it, like right at the start. So. Yeah. And also if I see this old person walking towards me with like a, a tote bag that says like, you know, Ruby princess, then I'm like, yeah, protection bubble time. I don't want COVID-19. <laughs> None of that. That's, uh, that's enough of that. <laughs> so what's your second wish? Um, can I just be like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I should have wished for just money at the start. I think I feel like yeah. I could have accomplished the the infinite, um, uh, like the the fully stocked pantry just by having money and then employing someone to just do that. <laughs> that's no fun. That's oh, not so fun. you wish you had a slave, all uh, right? No, not a slave. Like they'd be paid. It'd be a work. It'd be like staff, like permanent staff. Well, how, how about like a, actually... a massive house? Yeah, just like a a, a really. Not not super massive, but like a really big house. And then we you can just have buy one. It. You can we'll only have one. You can't have money. one or the other. The okay, money. the money. We'll just buy the house, yeah. Okay. Well, my second one is actually exactly the same. A never-ending supply of money from my bank account. 
<laughs> or from an ATM. Well, why from an ATM, though? Like, that'd be, uh, you'd have to get it out. I, I guess that makes sense. There, there was a guy, I remember hearing about a guy in Australia. I think he's in Melbourne or South Australia. Actually, no, definitely Melbourne. And he, he figured out a glitch with an ATM and you could Are you get... Kidding me? No, seriously, like he, uh, you could just get money. Like, I think he, it was like a weird credit card situation where he got money out, even though it should have been negative. Mm. Like he shouldn't have been able to get anything out. And then um, he was, I think he was out on the town drinking and he realized, and, and he was <laughs> like, like oh, that's weird. And then the next day he was like, hey, I shouldn't have been able to get money out. So he checked his bank, didn't show up because it went negative. It should have been negative. Mm. And then he ended up, I think he ended up getting 1.6 million, if I can <gasps> recall correctly. Like, so over the next six months, he would just get money out, like, like oh once God. a week. He'd just go to the thing, he'd get cash out. And he, yeah, it was pretty cool. I think he was a chef, actually, but not like a really famous chef or anything, wow. just like a dude. And then he ended up having, like, these extravagant parties and trips and hotel room things. Can you imagine and... going to the bank and drawing out, like, $100,000? Yeah, like, literally, go? that's what he would... He would just go <laughs> get, like, a couple grand out every week. And then it, it totaled up to... So, it must have been, like, a, a million... Like, getting... You can't get a million out of an ATM, right? So, he, he, no. I think he'd be pulling out a couple thousand every day. So, to... then did he get caught in the end? He didn't, actually. Oh, he what sort happened? of... He yeah. reported himself. I think he, he felt bad. Oh, really? So, but he, he reported himself to the bank. Like not to play. What did they say? And they laughed and said that's not possible. Did the cops come after him? <laughs> well, eventually they did. So he he reported himself to the bank, and they were like, "That's not possible." And he's like, "Seriously, like, look at my statement. I I got this much money out of the ATM, but it wasn't showing up on the statement. I think that was the, yeah. the glitch." And so uh, the bank didn't believe him. And then four years later, um, like they reported it to the police because they did an investigation and found out that it actually probably was him. Um, and then he got off, like, he got off really well. Like, I think he only had to repay, like, a quarter or, or a small fine, really, um, because it, it was the bank's fault and they didn't even notice it, like, at the time. Until four years later. How awesome <laughs> is that? Like, you just That's live awesome. a highlight for a little while. And, and, what and, an and, honest guy. Yeah, and because he, I mean, yeah, and because he gave it back, they were, they were fine with it. <laughs> well, my third wish is to have a Star Trek Enterprise so I can explore the universe and Captain Bagrad in his hologram form would be the captain of the ship. That's that's cool. How, how big are we talking? Like, how, I haven't seen Star Trek, so how, how big are the ships in oh, Star Trek? Oh, the Starship Enterprise is massive. It's got, like, a huge engine room. It's got a medic section bar, of course. Well, an even bigger bar when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> a restaurant. And it will also have a VR room. So... It'd be awesome. Okay, yeah. Mm. It's, it's like as long as there's a bar, I mean, it sounds sounds cool. Yeah, and then you'll be there because then we can continue doing Captain pa- uh, Bagrat podcast yeah. among other people, of course. Yeah, yes. we'll just like we'll, we'll beam. Is that is that Star Trek? Beam, beam it up. Beam, beam people up. up. Is that Scotty? Yep. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know references. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Awesome. What be yours? Um, one. I want like a hangover cure that works. Mm, that's like true. instant. Like 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 you know. Um, like, uh, where are that? Like, like Panadol, but maybe not Pat, maybe like a lit, like something that you put into water. And like a fizzes. Barocca? Yeah, like a Barocca, but like Barocca sort of helps with you. It doesn't fix your hangover though. No, like, it just kind of, it just sort gives of gives like, you a little more energy. Yeah, it takes the edge off. And then I think it vitamin. fixes your hangover over like the period of eight hours. And then by the end of the day, you're sort of like, yeah, I'm feeling better now. But I mean something that's like, you take it and it's just gone. What's the password? Captain Bagrat, come in. 
In this week's Secret Asians, Asian-ish, we're going to highlight some Aussie and international trailblazers. First up, got Brad Chan of Downtown Chinatown. He's no relation to Jackie Chan or Madam Chan. <laughs> <laughs> really? You, you know Brad. I think there's a, there's a lot of Chan. There's a lot of Chan's, right? Yeah, just like there's lots of Smiths, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty common. <laughs> yeah, so Brad's a third generation Asian Australian. Um, his family came from PNG of all places. So his grandfather moved over here uh, with their businesses, I believe, and then set uh, set themselves up in Sydney uh, and started a new life. Uh, but did you know that uh, Brad's father was the co-founder of Chinatown Sydney, right here, right now? I did not know that. Yeah, so he was part of this, uh, you know, probably had a bunch of mates who just said, hey, look, you know, we need to start up this thing where newly arrived Asians, migrants, uh, we need to support them in like a privatized version of a center link so we can help them find jobs. Cool, yeah. I mean, it worked because Chinatown's, you know, still a big thing. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, There's a Chinatown in every city, really, around the world. That's true, that's true. But I mean, Sydney one is is quite, quite cool, I think. Yeah, no, especially when you, like, what's amazing about Chinatown is, like, you know you're in Chinatown because you see the big red arches. Yeah, I've, I remember seeing them as kids. We used to go there all the time. And then I, because yeah. I used to work in Chinatown, obviously, so I got used to working. I, think, what, I can't remember what they say. I know the bottom one says, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, and that means, like, you know, one, one big world that's four oceans, right? Yeah, it means, like, translates to four oceans, one family. But I think it's yeah. sort of like a... Like, I think that's the traditional Chinese literature is, like, there's four oceans. Mm. So, it's, like, us saying there's, like, seven seas. There's, like, four oceans. But that's just, it's just the way that they saw it. And, I mean, all the waters are connected anyway, so you can sort of just... Yeah, water's very fluid. Yeah, that is... <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> just like that Bruce Lee. <laughs> well, I have like, a I have a fact about... You like about... water. <laughs> you like water. I have a fact about Brad. Hi. He's oh, a because because I, I know Brad. I don't think he knows me that well. Probably knows your face, yeah. I think he, and he's voice probably now. seen me before. <laughs> and voice, yeah, true. <laughs> um, he's a he's a budding budding magician. Oh yeah, yes. Brad is amazing. He's got a lot of talent. Did you also know that Brad is a Tay Tay fan? Say what? I did not know that he likes. I assume Taylor Swift is what yes, you mean by Taylor. that. <laughs> okay, cool. So on the internet, he is actually down his own rendition of "Shake It Off" with a guitar, and he dedicated it to his first staff who quit. Really. Yeah, wow. but not a lot of people quit on him because he's an awesome boss, but he actually made a song and it was just so heartfelt. That's cool. I haven't seen yeah. it. I should check it out. Is it, is yeah, it on YouTube? It or? Yes, I think you can search for it. If you should search for Brad Chan, Taylor Swift or Shake It Off or something like that and you'll be able to find that video. I'll get it up. <laughs> I got another one. Oh, you got another Did fact. You... I've got two more facts. Oh my God, you've uh, well researched. I know, I've got lots of... Uh... <laughs> Things that you can't find about Brad on the internet. That's all we Here want. we go. Scandalous, I know. Did you know that Brad is the king, if not Chan, of all puns? Booyah! I did not know that. I mean, I've heard him make some puns. Yeah, he makes terrible puns, like the worst dad jokes ever. Worse than me. That's good. I like that. <laughs> There's not enough dad jokes in the world. I know. And the last one. Did you know that Brad used to be a trainer in boxing? Like a PT. Like a PT, yeah. Cool. I yeah. Did, I, did so, not, I've, I did not know that either. 
Yeah, no, so we used to go um, boxing with like the whole group. Um, and then one time it was just, I think, Brad, his sidekick, Duco, and then a few others from, from this, this uh, office area. And my God, I did not, I have never sweated so much in my life. And so ever since then, whenever Brad goes, yeah, Madam Chen, you coming boxing? I would just go, oh, you know why? It's that time of the month again. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good excuse. Wonderful excuse. Okay. I didn't what about you? Um, I've got a golfer. Oh, J- yeah? Jason Day. Also okay, I don't know who he is. Please okay. tell me more. He's a, he's a golfer. Um, he, I think he was on top of the the world, like the, the PGA or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was top of that for, uh, multiple years. I, I can't, I think, I think, I think he lasted for a whole year. He's like on top of PGA, like the ranking system that they have. Uh, but yeah, an Australian guy, um, his, his dad is Irish, I mm. think Irish Australian, um, uh, but his mum was, uh, Filipino. Is. Is. Sorry. I think, I mean, I think she's, she's not dead yet, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, a, a Filipina. Oh, really? In the Philippines, yeah. So he's a secret Asian. He is. He's a, wow. He's, he is. Um, Amazing. But grew up in Melbourne, in, in Australia. Um, yeah. At, at, yeah, Melbourne, yeah. And um, yeah, just all around pretty cool guy that I, I don't think you'd, many people know that. Because I mean, Sweet. the name isn't, isn't it doesn't sound like, normally when we do these, it's like, oh, someone chants. It's like, yeah, okay, I can yeah. guess, I can see that. <laughs> Too but, many um, chants in the world. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I'm going to end with a really cool dude who invented parkour, or otherwise known as parkour. Parkour? In French. Is, is in that? French. It's parkour. Well, maybe, I, I, I guess maybe in French it's parkour. Yeah. I don't know. So do you know what, do you know what it is? Yeah, it's, it's free running, right? Yeah, free running. So pretty much, um, you know, that James Bond movie, Casino Royale, where he's chasing the bad guy across the construction sites, jumping left, right, and center. That is the sport. Do you mean Casino Royale? Casino Royale, yeah. <laughs> I think, is that just the Australian pronunciation? I'm not sure. I'm trying to pronounce it in as many languages as I, as I can. <laughs> so the guys who invented parkour is a father and son duo, Raymond and David Bell. And did you know that Raymond, the father, is half Vietnamese? I did not know that. Yeah, so he was the son of a French uh, physician and a Vietnamese mother during 1939. And he was unfortunately sent to military orphanage in Dalat at the age of seven uh, during the First Indo War because uh, his uh, family, his father died and he, he was separated from his mother. And pretty much that was the key point in his life where the, con- the preconception to parkour w- was invented. Uh, from his uh, military orphanage days, he was he trained quite a bit in military ob- obstacles. Um, at night, he would go running, climbing trees, uh, and then eventually, when he went back to France, he stayed with the uh, Paris Fire Brigade, which is a French army unit. And from there, David, his son, followed in, in his father's footsteps and popularized it by experimenting with gymnastics and athletics, as well as inspiration from Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. Cool. And then yeah. just, just invented parkour. Exactly, which is huge in, yeah. well, in the world now. I mean, I feel like it was. I, I haven't heard about people doing it recently, but it was for, for a time there very, very big. Yeah. Well, now everyone just sees it. Oh, yeah, that's parkour. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. But it was in, um, it's also in the Netflix movie Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Next time, uh, next time let's cover some secret Asian, Asian-ish women. Yeah, today was a bit of a meat fest, wasn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit. That's right. We'll, we'll do all women next time, we promise. 
I don't know about you, Madam Chen, but um, I'm digging the new sound. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Bright's done a whopper of a job with our face, <laughs> giving us a you know double layered eye soundtrack. Double huh. double eyelid surgery. <laughs> That's right. High cheeky effects. Haha, <laughs> get it? <laughs> I do get it. I don't and... like it. But I get it. Excellent. As always, pleasure to have you on, Liam. Yep. Hope you're doing well over in the gong. Yeah, but look, it's fine. So I'm doing the same as everyone else, just social social distancing and isolating. Hope you're going yeah, get okay. away from me until you get better. Down in downtown Chinatown. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm fine. I'm I'm great. All right, excellent. Thank you. Bag right out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrad on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrad and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrad, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. We will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.